This is the story of a ragtag bunch of church members who set out to perform a Christmas play, and the director who tried his hardest to just keep it all together. The Glory of Christmas. Hi, my name's Joel. I'm the director of our church play, The Glory of Christmas. This is my 12th year. We're okay, just the stained glass window. It's going great. Uh, the only thing that we lacked was uh, someone to play the role of Mary up until yesterday. But then I found her and she, she's perfect. I got the role of Mary because I'm 31 weeks pregnant. Yep, two kids in college and then surprise. We're just so, we're so full of joy. I, I can't act, Joel. There's no way I can sell this. No, 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 not true. Your audition was fantastic. How could it be me? How can I be highly flavored by God? Did I just say flavored? Why can't I stop talking about food? Uh, She's perfect. Oh, hey, you're, you're Joseph. Mm-hmm. I'm Heather. I play Mary, your wife. Oh! Mm-hmm. I remember you. Oh? You played Bunko with my mom. You know, what is Bunko? Mm -mm. Nice to meet you. Mm -mm. You must mentally sink into her situation. Yes, yes. Go spend the night in a barn somewhere. The hay will trigger something deep within you. Yeah, it'll trigger something. Trigger something that don't need a hand in histamine. Mm. This is good. Ooh. I'm the least likely person to play Mary, let alone deliver the Son of God. I'm a middle-aged former soccer mom. And the truth is that this baby disrupted some pretty amazing plans we had for our lives. Things we've been looking forward to for years. Okay, Mary and Joseph, let's take it back to scene 11. Scene 11, please. Maybe that's how Mary felt. Maybe people stared, unsure of what to tell her. Maybe she doubted. Maybe she doubted, even though God told her not to fear. And then she trusted. She trusted, she trusted that what God was doing would bring the greatest kind of joy if she would just, just let go. Let go of her plans, her questions, and... There we go. Just let the Good Shepherd carry you. Good Shepherd, carry me. <laughs> the truth that the Good Shepherd not only can carry you, but also wants to carry you, is one incredible part of the greatest story ever told. 
Jesus, described in John's gospel in chapter 10 as the good shepherd, is more than able to carry the weight that may be pressing on your shoulders during this Christmas season. The word weight is an appropriate word when talking about Christmas. We often celebrate in the glory of Christmas. Well, did you know that the Hebrew word for glory is the word kavod? Kavod not only means glory, but it also means weight. So with that in mind, the glory of Christmas has this aspect of heaviness, of weightiness. And while this season can certainly get tangled in superficial commercialism, there is at the centre of Christmas a weightiness, an importance, a deference, a respect that is filled to overflowing with honour and majesty, kavod, weight, glory. But if we're not careful, an unnecessary and undesirable weight around unhealthy Christmas expectations can begin to slump our shoulders and suffocate our soul. We can find ourselves getting pressed to get everything done from decorating to shopping to baking to figuring out how to see everyone in a way that leaves family and friends feeling satisfied or probably not with the amount of time everyone was able to enjoy all while ensuring we have the perfect outfit and our hair is freshly styled. There can be feelings of so much to do with not enough time or frankly money to get it all done. And as we feel the weight of Christmas, we may be in danger of missing the true glory of it. But the Good Shepherd can carry you through this season of Advent in a way that allows your life to experience needed and meaningful hope, peace, joy and love. For you to encounter those memorable themes that add up to the true weightiness, the true significance of the season, that's just what he has in mind for you. And it just may be that changing your plans is part of his plan for your life. Our 31-week pregnant Mary in the video that we just saw certainly had plans for her life altered when she and her husband found out they were pregnant. Two kids in college and now another on the way was not how this Mary had mapped out her life unfolding in this season. Perhaps she was expecting to fill her empty nest with travel, reallocating freed up money from braces to renovating her house now that the kids were gone with straight teeth. But whatever her Mary plans may have been, Certainly combining college tuition with nappies and baby formula was not what she had in mind. She really had to pivot her life. Perhaps the weight of considering how her previous plans were having to pivot caused her knees to buckle a little. And yet God reminds us in the Bible that he knows a thing or two about the plans for our lives. And I reckon God wants us to be reminded this Christmas that the heaviness of our circumstances can be carried along by the truth of his words concerning the plans he has for our lives. Fear not. And like Mary did after she gave birth to Jesus that first Christmas, I invite you to ponder some of these things in your heart anew for a moment. Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Again, in Proverbs, in the hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. You can make many plans, God says, but the Lord's purposes will prevail. In Corinthians, no eye has seen, no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. And before I formed you, the Bible says, in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Yep, God has a pattern of sharing his intentions for planning things in our lives that may be different to how we sometimes plan things in our minds. 
And it's not wrong to plan. I reckon we have to plan so we can know when we need to deviate from our plans. But let's not get crushed by the weight of our plans changing from what we had in mind. The Good Shepherd desires to carry us through the changing plans in the different season of our life. Will you let him? Will you choose to trust? Will you choose to take a breath? Will you choose to notice the glory of Christmas by looking at Jesus and his birth story with fresh eyes and a lighter heart this season? A virgin birth. Mary knows what this means. She knows people will have a difficult time believing her claim to be pregnant by and through the Spirit of God. She knows Joseph will probably leave her. She knows her family and friends and neighbours will probably brand her as an adulteress. She knows she faces prosecution, snickers, laughter, mockery. As the law commanded the death penalty for premarital sex, Mary even faces the awful prospect of death by stoning. Mary knows full well what the virgin conception and birth could cost her. Yet what is her response? What does she say? I and the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Mary has weighed the cost and she's decided that it's worth it. Why? I mean, is she desperate for glory? Someone who wants to be immortalized through history as the mother of the Messiah? Well, this can't be the reason. Mary is far too modest to be after publicity. Don't forget, it bothers her that the angel greets her in such an exalted way. Does Mary have a martyr's con complex? Is, is she a masochist who loves hardship, pain and suffering? Well, that too is not the picture of Mary presented by Scripture. After all, who can forget later on in the gospel, the picture of the grieving mother standing before the cross? I think what we see here in Luke chapter one, we see Mary, we see a lady, a young girl who responds to the word of God in humble obedience. You know, there's many times when our faith is tested. Do we have the faith to let God do what most glorifies his name? Or do we allow ourselves to be overwhelmed with despair? I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. What a beautiful dedication that Mary makes to the Lord's service. She expresses her willingness to follow the Lord's leading and to live before him a life of obedience, even when it's not what she would have planned or would have chosen for herself. You know, God wants to hear those words from every one of us. He wants us to commit to his service. He wants us to follow his leading and to live a life of obedience to him. Mary believed the word of God. She said, yes, yes, I believe that what you have promised will happen. Yes, I'm willing to let it happen and to be used by God as he desires. Yes, I believe no matter how outrageous, no matter how unlikely, how fanciful your promise appears to be. Yes, I am willing to be obedient to God, to obey his will, to be used by him in his way, to follow his leave. No matter how convenient, inconvenient, no matter what the risk, no matter how my reputation suffers, no matter what the loss, no matter what. I'm willing because I trust that God is good and therefore can be trusted. Mary said yes, but she could have said no. She could have said, no, I don't believe that what you say will come true. A virgin conceiving, that's ridiculous. Me giving birth to the Son of God, lunacy. Me, the mother of the Messiah, the saviour of the world, yeah, yeah, right. I don't think so. How naive do you think I am? I've heard about the miracles of old, but things like that don't happen in real life, not anymore and certainly not to me. And if, even if she had believed that such a thing were possible, Mary still could have said no. 
She could have said, no, I cannot do as God commands. I'm not cut out for this. I'm not worthy. Find someone else. Or she could have said, no, I will not do what God wants for my life. I refuse. This is my life. What about my plans with Joseph? What about my hopes? What about my dreams, my ambitions? I want to live it my way. But no, Mary said, yes. Yes, I believe. Yes, I am willing. Yes, God, use me as your instrument. Mary's plans changed that day that the angel of the Lord encountered her with a new set of plans, leading to the glory of that first Christmas in a Bethlehem stable. She could tarry or worry, or she could trust and wait on the Lord over the next nine months to fulfill His plan and carry her into that next season of motherhood. And Mary chose to trust and wait. She chose to let God carry her through upcoming days of uncertainty, questions from society about her choices, about her character, hardships on her husband who also would need some time to process this new change of plan. And as the weight of all these circumstances and challenges mounted, God's glory came into the world right on time, just as he had planned. The Apostle Paul says it like this in one of his letters. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. Such a promise and a plan from God is weighty and glorious beyond all scale of measurement. God chose to invoke the plan of salvation by a divine conception into the womb of this young Jewish girl who had yet to ever experience motherhood. She would be entrusted to grow God's glory in human form inside her, inside her body and to give birth to fully divine clothed in humanity. Only God could come up with such a plan that would lead to all who call on the name of Mary's baby, Jesus, to lead them all to be saved from their sins. Not only that, but the true glory and weight of it all was that such a plan would lead to those calling on the name of Jesus to be adopted as sons and daughters into the family of God. That's us. What kind of God, though, could come up with family planning like that? The kind of God that would select a virgin girl to be a mum of his only begotten son and a God who would choose to change the plans of a former soccer mum with two, two in college to be 31 weeks pregnant with her third child, even at that season in her life. Even though at times things in your world, in your life might not go the way you would have planned it. You may continue to accept God's will for your life. It's the best thing. Even though at times your life may not be heading in the direction that you would have chosen, I invite you to continue to trust God's guidance and direction for your life, knowing that just as He had a plan and purpose for Mary's life, God has a plan and a purpose for your life as well. Mary didn't know exactly what the future would bring for her and neither do we. But Mary would count it her privilege to be used by God. Mary would go where God wanted her to go. Mary would do what God wanted her to do. Mary would serve as God wanted her to serve. It was faith that trusted in God's promises, faith that trusted in God's gift of salvation through the son she would bear. May we continue to imitate this kind of faith in our lives as well. Our God knows the plans He has for all of us. And as crazy those plans might seem at times, they are plans for our good. And they include a future that, that gives us a capacity to experience and enjoy the glory of Christmas. And my invitation is that that would be your experience this Advent. God bless you each.